You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. From the author of the book by the same name, it's The Best Saturdays of Our Lives Podcast with Mark McRae. Hey, Mark. Remember a few months back when we were guests at Retro Toy Con, hosted by Toy Federation here in Greenville, South Carolina? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. We had so much fun there, and we had a great location for our table and met a lot of great new folks. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We got two amazing interviews with Dan Gilvezan and Keone Young. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. That was amazing. But, you know, we uh, we got a lot of other great interviews as well. Uh, in fact, shining a spotlight on some of the local talent here, we have Dan Fowler of Screaming Soup, a YouTube channel that adds their own slant to the whole uh, to the whole horror review genre. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, Dan is one of those really great talents, uh, super nice guy. And when we arrived there, he had personal sketches for us. Yeah. Uh, me drawn in cartoon form, posing with my favorites, uh, Josie and the Pussycats, if you guys don't know that already. Uh, and yeah, as, as though we're, we're had... legally required to mention Josie and the Pussycats at least <laughs> once per episode. <laughs> Per, per, At least per, once. Per your contract. Right, right. And he also had an awesome sketch with you. Yeah, it was it was uh, Dr. Venture along with Dr. Mrs. the Monarch. Right. Venture right. Brothers being That's one of my favorite cartoons of all time. Right. Yeah, so we got a great interview with Dan. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and roll it, yeah? Okay, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, you're thunder on the spot here at Greenville's premier toy convention, Retro Toy Con, presented by Toy Federation. Uh, you can go ahead and hit them up there in Greer. If you're not in Greer, you can find them on the internet. Look down on the show notes for everything you need to know. You know last year, uh, or should I say two years ago, I interviewed this gentleman, and I kept uh, referring to you as Dan Fuller. And it took some uh, some editing devilry to correct that in post. Mr. Dan Fowler, creator of Screaming Soup, one of the, uh, one of the premier animated YouTube web channels about uh, about horror about this well i mean what you all about dan yeah so what we are is we're screaming soup that's at screaming soup.com you can find us on youtube twitter facebook as well and uh, we are the world's first fully animated horror host show and what we do is we are a cartoon show that talks about scary movies while on wild weird west adventures so you'll see us going to the depths of hell to save our friends while going to the strip club to fight with mutant strippers and uh yeah we just kind of go all over the place uh we have crossovers of trauma full moon and uh it's just been exciting times and uh, we're still going strong with uh, 51 plus episodes very cool, very cool. You've, you've been hitting some interviews, too, this year uh, over at Toy Federation, because a lot of times they'll have celebrity guests throughout the year show up, do some autographs, uh, have a little speaking engagement. You've been able to approach a few of them and have some interviews. Why don't you tell me about some of those? Oh, that's been so exciting. So, yeah, Toy Federation, during uh, the COVID epidemic, they wanted to make sure people were still having something fun to do, someplace to go when the cons were really on the rocks. And so what they did was they started ha- holding events at their store, at their local store in Greer, South Carolina, where they would bring guests out. Uh, like Tony Todd, Mark Dotson, Danielle Harris, um, 
all kinds of people that would come out. Uh, Alex Vincent from Child's Play. And uh, we were lucky enough to form a relationship with them and ask them if it was okay for us to come and do interviews with them. So we would go down there with the Dead West prop, who's the star of our show, Skeleton Cowboy. We'd go down with our Skeleton Cowboy puppet-looking thing, and we'd have them do uh, pictures with them. And then we would go into the corner of the store, and we would do these celebrity interviews with them, which we would then animate kind of like a Space Ghost Coast to Coast kind of uh, interview. So it would, be, it would be live action, them talking, but then we would animate us talking to them as cartoons. Yeah, and those, that doing it, that Space Ghost Coast to Coast style, I'd say none of your interviews turned out quite as weird as the one Space Ghost did with Bjork, but uh, but just as magical. Yeah, I, I know they they typically do their best to make their celebrity guests on um, Space Ghost Coast to Coast look pretty silly and ridiculous with... We never really posted quite like that. We, we we treated it with a little more respect, where we stick to the questions we ask them at the time. We animate around that. But then we'll do some silly sketch at the end. Like, Danielle Harris was cool enough to... Uh, we asked her if she wouldn't mind doing, like, a speed round of Operation. And she's right. like, yeah, absolutely. And what, she, and what we did was she's playing Operation, and then we animated our sidekick character, Billy, the goat from hell, playing Operation beside her, but he's playing the Saw version of Operation unbeknownst to him, so he's getting zapped every, you know, like almost to death every time he's getting it wrong, and uh, and what was cool about that was uh, we ended up giving her, because we only bought the Operation board game for that skit, right? and so when it was over, uh, she's like, oh, my kid would love this back at home. We were like, we'll just take it. You were kind enough to do that for us. Just take this Operation board game with you back to California and give it to kids. That'd be, yeah, that'd be awesome. Consider that your swag bag. <laughs> so why don't you run us down, uh, run us through a typical episode of Screaming Soup. So a typical episode of Screaming Soup is it's always the same format, but just a different adventure, and that's basically, it's, uh, it's a three-part animated adventure, unless we have a double feature or more movies, and then we'll, we'll have more parts to it. But uh, we're always at the Howling Grub and Spirits, which is like a bar in this limbo dimension the characters rally around, and uh, Dead West is usually entertaining the screen freaks with a review of a scary movie. And his goal is to review as many scary movies as he can so he can figure out what is the what makes the best scary movie. Right. Because he wants to be rich and famous. He's like, well, what better way than to do a scary movie as a skeleton cowboy? So I'll watch what I can, learn what I can, and I'll do a little kind of show while I'm doing it. And that's what Screaming Soup is. So like this past episode, we had just kicked off our sixth season. Our sixth season is going to be kind of him crossing over with our version of like Universal Monster type characters so he went into his local video store where he picks up his copies of the movies for us to review and he accidentally is in the middle of uh, Dracula owns the store and, and the store clerk accidentally kills Dracula and becomes the new Dracula so now he's going to help him learn how to be the new Dracula while encountering like all these Universal Monster kind of parody versions that we came up with like we'll see our version of uh, Creature in Black Lagoon and Frankenstein and the Wolfman and we came up with all these funny versions of them uh, the mummy and the villainess is going to be a uh, uh, Dracula's bride who was shunned the kingdom when the clerk became the new king and he's going to be kind of helping the, the clerk defend against her from bringing in some other monster parodies who are going to be like parodies of Freddy Krueger and Jason those kind of guys to try to take it away from him oh nice nice right on a lot, of, a lot of wacky horror hijinks going on over at Screaming Soup. Uh, I did some voice work for you a little while back. That's right. That's right. We we, asked, we reached out to you. We knew you had a fantastic voice. And uh, we were doing a, a Fright Fall fashion show in our uh, episode 51, which is the kickoff of our sixth season. And you were kind enough to lend your voice as the, the voice of the Fright Fall fashion show, telling people to sit in their seats and stop grabbing the girls. Yeah, anytime. I mean, I'm telling people that in my regular voice regularly. So, yeah, my... It, it came naturally. Yeah. So you're part of, you're part of the Screaming Soup family now. So you're going to get the Christmas cards every year. Oh sweet, yeah, part of the Screaming Superverse. 
Excellent. Excellent. It's it's Thunderverse adjacent. Just just pull out your telescope. You'll find it. Where uh, where can everybody find you out there on the internet on YouTube? Yeah. So All we're stuff. incredibly easy to find. All over the, the web. We have a Facebook account, a Twitter. Uh, YouTube channel, of course. The easiest place to find us be ScreamingSoup.com. You can reach us at ScreamingSoup at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Patreon. We have an iCoffee. Uh, or a, yeah. Pat- we have a Patreon, Buy Me a Coffee, and iCoffee. I think that's the other one. Okay. And, like, Buy Me a Coffee is, is some internet stuff now. I yeah, mean, and, I, all that's, th- and all that's linked on the website, so that's easy to find. And if you want to buy the, the man a coffee, I don't think he'd turn it down. You look like more of a chamomile man, though, from... Well, now the character in the show, or uh, Dead West, the skeleton cowboy, his drink of choice is unleaded because he's dead. He needs something really strong to be able to, to, to get that kick. So he drinks unleaded gasoline. So one of those two sites, I switched it from coffee to unleaded, like buy me a glass of unleaded. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Plus, EPA regulations require it be unleaded. Yeah. So, well, very cool. Dan Fowler, Screaming Soup. Go check him out. Yeah. Thanks so much, Dan. It was a pleasure to, to see you again and catch up and uh, thank you so much for being part of the show and I'll definitely, I mean you're part of the show now so we'll pull you in for another voice to do in the future yeah dude <laughs> right one of the great things about returning to the convention was that Dan and I had a chance to present a He-Man presentation yeah yeah and the He-Man presentation uh, talked about how Filmation Productions as a company had a history of making really great business partners with DC Comics and Archie Comics and how they were poised as an animation company to work on He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. We also had new material that we added that wasn't there, I think, back in 2019. Right, right, right. And so because we had gone to PowerCon earlier in the year and had interviewed with all these great legendary animators, Rob Lamb, who worked on the He-Man series, who was a a former filmation animator and storyboard artist, he kind of let us in on some information of how filmation won the uh, He-Man contract from Mattel. Right. And a lot of that information was put into the presentation. Yeah, yeah. I know it was nice to have it fresh and and new and and I got to jump in there with you instead oh, of yeah. instead of Which just was... uh, working the lights. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so that was the thing. I told Dan we really didn't have a chance to rehearse, but Dan and I know each other so well. I told him, I said you can just jump in with me, do the presentation with me and I will just rely on your spontaneity to keep the crowd going and laughing, which is what Dan does. Oh, well, thank well. you. Th- thank you, Mark. I appreciate that. Appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like you and I could jump up in front of a crowd of uh, anybody uh, talking about just about anything right. and crush it. Right. And our crowd was engaged the whole oh. time, and they really inquired and, and, and asked us some really great questions. Oh yeah, excellent crowd, amazing crowd. A lot of lot of uh, back and forth with them. You know, I think uh, I think we have a recording of the entire panel actually around here somewhere. Maybe yes. uh m- maybe in a future episode we'll we'll drop that on everybody. Right. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh you know, if you were there, you could have been at our He-Man panel. Maybe check out Retro Toycon here in Greenville, South Carolina. Uh this year it'll be in uh November. Go and hit them up. Uh, also, if you were there, you could have turned yourself into an action figure. Oh, yeah, that's really cool. That's another lifelong dream, uh, to turn myself into an action figure. Hmm. One of these days. 
No, one of these days. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. The amazing posable mark. Would you be, uh, would it be three, three quarter inch, six inch scale? What, uh, what would your dimensions be? F- 15 points of articulation or just the classic uh, five? 15 points of articulation. Definitely. Also, I would like to have a 12 inch version of myself as opposed to the eight inch. Huh, who wouldn't? You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you're being very naughty. <laughs> oh. yeah, PG-13. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, uh, that's my jam. I, I prefer the uh, the bigger, <laughs> the taller, rather, action figures, the 12-inch. But if I had to get 8 inches, well, I would settle for that with 15 points of articulation for sure. Yeah, I'd probably just go with the regular 3 and 3 quarters so I can mm-hmm. play with... So I can play with all of my Star Wars figures with myself. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I would do the same because I do have like the 12-inch the and I have a 8-inch. So however things work out for me, my action figure could still play with the Justice League of America action figures or the Star Trek action figures or... The Bumblebee action figures, it'll, it'll, or the She-Ra action figures, or the He-Man action figures. All right. You're just, you're just gonna be one of each. You're just gonna be one of each. Yeah. One of yeah, each. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, you know, we'll, we'll do a multiverse thing. You know what I mean? Where there'll yeah, be a there different go. Mark action figure for each of those multiverse uh, versions of those worlds. Yeah. Yeah. You can have, uh, the, uh, three inch going to the, uh, uh, land of the Mark Giants. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The crossover you thought would never happen. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Stay tuned, everybody. Uh, Shrunk 3D was the company that was there. And I had an excellent chance to speak with Gina Clark, franchise, local franchise owner. Look in the show notes. All of the information will be there. Uh, get yourself mm-hmm. turned into an action figure. And let's uh, go ahead and kick it over to the interview where we find out how. All right, everybody, that hum that you hear is the engine of success. That is behind the machine that will make you an action figure. We are here with Shrunk 3D action figure modeling at Retro Toy Con. Who would have the pleasure of speaking with? I am Gina Clark. I am one of the franchise owner. Very cool. So tell us about this. Uh, somebody comes up to you. They want to be an action figure. A few steps later, they're an action figure. Can you, can you walk us through that process? Sure. Yeah, it takes a little bit longer than that, but what we do is we take a whole bunch of pictures. Right. They step into our booth. We take a, actually it totals to 180 high definition photographs, but they're taken simultaneously, so that process is very fast. So even like animals or little, little children, we can usually do, uh, you know, we could get a scan of them. So we say scan and people imagine something that takes like several minutes. But it's actually super fast. Okay. Uh, but we take that information, we upload it to the company. It takes them about four weeks, but they do all of that, the 3D modeling, and they do a full-color 3D print in nylon. So it is, the people who are most impressed by it are people who understand a little bit about 3D printing. Sure. And know how difficult that is. Right. The fact that it is a full-color 3D print, so it's not, the image is not painted on. It actually prints in color. Okay. So it does a photorealistic, and if you, it's 
people go on the website, so please do, but understand that pictures do not do them justice. Right. Like, you've, you've got to be here, and they look fabulous. These look incredible. These look uh, amazing. I, I like the fact that they are, uh, the uh, ink is already injected into the plastic itself. Because if you're like me, you play their action figures, you scuff up your action figures, and you're like, oh my gosh. It's all just one base color underneath. Right. Yeah. That's exactly very cool. right. Yeah. And, and made out of nylon, they're very durable. Right. I won't say it's impossible to break them, but you do have to put some effort into it. You have to want to break it. Who would yeah. want to break something as beautiful as this? Right, exactly. So, But it's something that would last for who knows how long, ever. You know, yeah, right. Right, generations. You know, your great-great-grandchildren could see how cool their family used to be. That's right. You know, when they came to places like, you know... Retro Toy Con. <laughs> How 21st century is that? You know, I look through uh, photos of my great-grandparents, and they're just that, black-and-white photos. Right. In the year 2121, my great-grandkids will be like, okay, well, I'm going to be Luke Skywalker. Well, I'm going to be great-grandpa. Yeah, okay. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's it's really been a lot of fun. We can take them to all kinds of events. We could be booked for weddings. We're like, people can be their own cake topper. How cool is that, right? How cool right? is that? Yeah. So that's not something everybody's going to have, you know? No, no, you are correct. You're going to find that down at uh, down at Hobby Lobby. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you. So why don't you walk us through the different scales that you offer? Sure. Well, it's, it's pretty simple. We try to kind of simplify it a little bit. So it's just 4 inches, 5 inches, 6 inches, 7 inches, 8 inches, and 9 inches. Okay. So it's it's basically by the inch. So, any you know, for one person, four inches is a hundred, nine inches is three hundred. Sure. And then it goes up from there if you've got multiple people, right. or we add a little bit like if you've got an accessory like a soccer ball or a lightsaber, you know, it, it adds a little bit to it. But and people can pay a little extra to get um, real HD detailing on it. Right. They're they're pretty detailed as it is, but particularly if people have a lot of complicated tattoos. Right. I usually recommend that so they can get their lines sharp. Right. Get it clean. Get it really clean. Right. But you can see from some of the models who have who have ink that it does show up. Right. So that's how detailed they are. It's really cool. So cool. And, you know, thank you for answering my next question. Yes, you can get yourself carrying a lightsaber. Yes, absolutely. Because it's essentially it's just like making a photograph that you're going to use. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people ask me, well, what about copyrights and things? And I said, well, it's just like taking a photograph. Right. It's just three-dimensional instead of two. Yeah. So yeah. it'd be different if I tried to reproduce them and sell them. So that would be a no-no. But Right. But well, there's just, no difference in going to Disneyland with your own lightsaber and taking a picture of your family. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Well, where can everyone find you out on the Internet? Okay. We're at shrunk3d.com forward slash upstate. Okay. So that is the company itself, Shrunk 3D Inc. is based in uh, in the Charleston area. Okay. So that's where they're doing all of the uh, the 3D printing. Right. And we're their first franchisee, so we're here in the Upstate. I see that. And um, you know we can travel around anywhere, but you're very lucky if you're local. So. Yeah. Well, we're local. So <laughs> you hear that, everybody? Yeah. Come get Come get an action figure yourself made. And you can absolutely send me a contact me on the website. That sends an email to me, and I can tell you where we're going to be. Or like, say, if you've got five or six friends who want one, we'll come to you. I mean, if you've got a relatively level spot, and say in your cul-de-sac or wherever, we've got a generator. We can we can we can totally pull it there. Very cool. Very cool. So yeah. All right, well, hey, thank you very much, and uh, 
everyone out there, go out and uh, go out and get shrunk. Absolutely. <laughs> Be happy to do it. We have 30 seconds to describe Thunder Talk. We got big interviews. Super rad music. What proud members of the ESO network? Yeah, they're probably going to fire us. I wouldn't blame them. We've got jokes. Adult jokes. And nerd junk. Woke nerd junk. All the woke nerd junk. Find Thunder Talk on the internet. And the ESO network. Ta-da! <laughs> You know, there is a symbiotic relationship between toys and cartoons. That's why Retro Toy Con was such a good fit for Mark, and by extension, me. You go all the way back to the beginning. Howdy Doody, The Lone Ranger, through the 60s with Hot Wheels, 70s, 80s, 80s, 80s. God, think about it. I mean, the entire concept was uh, reached its its apex in the 80s. When you're talking about Star Wars, Transformers, He-Man. Toys and cartoons go together like peanut butter and jelly. For sure. It's a natural fit. When I did my first PowerCon, I realized then at that convention that toys and animated properties goes so well together. Like you said, like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. No other franchise I can think of speaks more to that symbiotic relationship between toy and cartoon than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I agree. I, that was the the big one. I remember buying the toy for my oldest son, uh, Jomar, back in the day, and he was super, super excited to have the turtles as action figures. Yeah. Hell, you go into the toy aisle today, they're still going strong. I don't think there's ever been a lull in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toys. Wow. They, they've stayed consistent. Impressive. Yeah. G.I. Joe's has yeah. waxed and waned. Same with Transformers. You know, they've Transformers have been relatively steady, but you know the popularity has certainly ebbed and flowed. Uh, Star right. Wars is, uh, I think, only now attempting to lurch out of uh, their own undoing. It happened back in 2013. Prior to that, there was a solid 10 years without anything on the shelves. Go back and listen right. to uh, Best Saturdays and Thunder Talk involving Ewoks and droids. You'll hear me prattle on endlessly about Star Wars toys. But uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, over 30 years, solid and strong. We got to speak with one of the developer creators of the toy line, Chris Fawcett, who had written a book called Rad Plastic, uh, outlining the history of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a toy. It was it was fascinating stuff. Oh, yeah, fascinating. And uh, Chris is a super nice guy. We had a great time sitting next to him. His tables, our tables were right next to each other. And we had a great time talking to Chris and talking about, you know, what he does. He's a toy engineer. And I don't think I've ever met a toy engineer. And I thought that that was pretty cool because think about it. Somebody has to figure out how these toys are going to work. And of course, you need an engineer to do that. And so uh, he gave us some really great insights into who he is, what he does, and how he makes all of our toy fun come together. Yeah, we, we, we got him on the mic for a few minutes. Uh, you want to you wanna hear more? Yeah, let's get to that. Let's do it. Well, we are here at Retro Toy Con with our good friend, with our good neighbor, Chris Fawcett, who's just written a book, uh, Rad Plastic, which, if I'm not mistaken, chronicles the history of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in action figure form, yeah? Yes, yep. That's exactly what the book's about. All the history and the artistry and the creators and how the toys were made and 
sort of a behind-the-scenes look of uh, toy making in the 80s and 90s. That's so rad, so rad. So, so give us a glimpse, not, not only into the book, but uh, into into that toy making process back in uh, what I would consider the golden age of marketing plastic to children. Yeah, Ninja Turtles was definitely sort of the the bookend and the closing bookend on that golden age of toys. Went uh, that main line went through about 1998, and so uh, yeah, the like at the beginning of the book, I tell all about how these toys were made what the artists had to go through um from from doing sculpts and molding and and uh things called hard copies and and paint masters and photography and package design and just literally every step of the process is is explained there in detail Uh, i come from the toy industry i was worked for fisher price and little tykes at the beginning of my career for about 15 years so uh as a toy engineer and also as an avid collector of toys i think i had a pretty unique perspective on uh everything I talk about in the book and um, you know very qualified to sort of help people understand the whole process behind it and so and then uh, after we get through that in the first couple chapters which is about the first 60 pages um, then I go through the entire vintage line year by year from 88 to uh, 98 and showcase a lot of these these artistry type pieces I really call it an art book because it does show the artistry and so once you get the uh, information up front on what Understanding what these things are as you go through in the back, I'm hoping that you appreciate much more the things you're seeing and the artistry behind them with a better understanding of, of how the toys were made. Oh wow, that's that's so cool! So you're uh, you're both a, uh, a a member. What's what's the hair club for men tagline? I'm both the president <laughs> and a client. You're coming both from both a collector uh, perspective and somebody from the industry. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I started collecting toys. Um, you know, back in the 90s, um, I'm a Star Wars kid. Yeah, yep. so I started collecting those. And my father was in the toy business from when I was quite young. He was he was uh, the first engineering president at Little Tykes. And his claim to fame is he designed the Cozy Coop. Oh, no kidding. Which if, if, you, if your listeners don't know, it's that red and yellow car that the kids get in. They kind of yeah. flintstone their feet on it, um, right. you know, for like... You know, really younger kids. Yeah, my dad designed that, so that's his claim to fame. I'll be darned. I know. So, so we're speaking to a, a toy royalty right now. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. So, uh, this book is very high quality. This isn't just a kind of a, a magazine or a paperback. You've really put a lot of work into the presentation itself. Yeah, it's um, it's about eleven by eleven inches, so it's square and weighs over five pounds so a lot of people will see it online and when they get it they're like wow i didn't realize it was this big and this substantial it really is a coffee table style yeah. book um it's that of that heft and about 400 pages and i gotta give a shout out to my designer chance sanderson he just knocked it out of the park i mean i had you know as as a writer and I'm not a designer. Um, you know, I had a sort of a nebulous vision in my head of like, sure, right. I want it to be colorful. It's Ninja Turtles. It's got to be kid-like, you know. And but I couldn't really say exactly what that meant. But he started putting the pages together with that simple of an explanation. And everything he did, I'm like, yep, that's it. Yep, that's it. Oh, that's great. And then he came up with the cover art, which is fantastic. It's basically the front of the party van, right? Um, uh, with the red plastic logo on the on the nose cone there instead so yeah shout out to him he's fantastic designer and he's so great to work with oh wow very cool very cool yeah so if you could walk us through the uh the process what led you to to do this 
Well, I was, um, you know, kind of always a toy hunter, toy picker. If you watched American Pickers, I, I, I've been doing that for 20 years now. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a lot like exactly what you see on the show. I'll find people go to their basements and their attics right. and climb around in storage units and pull stuff out. So I just, I was uh, contacted this one person who was uh, Kenner, worked at Kenner because I was looking for Star Wars stuff. And it just so happened that their ex-spouse was a Playmates person. And okay. there was a bunch of stuff that the spouse left when they broke up. Sure. And so I found a really great treasure trove of of a bunch of pre-production material. Some unreleased figures were there in that find. And uh, I'm like, there's enough here for a book. And at the time, I was thinking, like, literally that one find was enough for a book. And I'm thinking, like, 100, 150 pages. I'm like, well, why don't I just do some research first, see if I can find any more and fill it out. And so that started about a two-year process of, of tracking down different people that worked on the line, calling them, visiting them, taking photographs of their things. And, and pretty soon I'm like, I think I can do something for literally every single year of that 10-year span. Right. And uh, and it's like, I think this could be 400 pages. So I just I just went for <laughs> it. Went so, for it. Did yeah, it. so it was a little bit of serendipity that started it. I wasn't intending to write the book, but the amount of material I was finding, I just thought it deserved that treatment. Well, I mean, and it appears that it did. Again, this is a real hefty, hefty bit of literature everyone and the p- pictures are gorgeous and you're not going to find higher quality printing of of, uh, of a book of this kind that's rad plastic by chris fawcett where can everyone find you on the internet how can how can they give you the hard money that you deserve for something like this yeah uh, just go to radplastic.com um i'm on my second printing which is is just shipped to me it should be here in mid-december so i should be you know shipping some uh more books out in starting in january so um, this is probably be the last printing. So uh, I'd say get on it early here in uh, in 2022 if you want a copy of it, and I should still have some inventory. You know, everyone out there, you already blew it. You already missed the first printing. Why? Why would you put yourself through that? Why? Why go through those sleepless nights? Like, oh, I'll get it tomorrow. Oh, I'll get it tomorrow. Right now. You know, you're on a magic cell phone device, smart whatever. That's radplastic.com. Yes. Yes, it is. Radplastic.com. All right, Chris, uh, is there anything else you wanted to uh, plug or uh, any other web addresses that you want to... You know, if you're you're interested in um, prototypes and Ninja Turtle prototypes, especially after you read the book, we've got a face group book called TMNT Prototype Collectors. So if you're interested in hearing more, seeing more, um, maybe even starting to collect some of this yourself, that's a great place to go to get connected with the community. All right, cool. Hey, everybody. Chris Fawcett, Rad Plastic. Thanks for, uh, thanks for hanging out with us today, Chris. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. Totally. So finally, we come to the aftermarket. These cartoons come and they go. These toys come and they go. Like Ninja Turtles, they may continue, but I, you know, the cartoons, I mean, how many have there been? You know, they have a beginning and an end. Right. Well, when it comes to toys, they may not be on the shelves anymore, but you can still buy them. And that's what we call the oh. aftermarket. Collectors. Yes. Yes. And even I got caught up in the market. I bought my first ever. Well, actually, it was a trade. <laughs> um, it was uh, My Little Pony. I had my eye on this My Little Pony, which I've never bought in my whole toy collecting career. And I saw it when I was bringing in, you know, our books and our own toys that we were selling at the convention. 
And at the end of the weekend, I noticed that same little pony was there. No one had bought it. And I had my eye on it. And I went over there and I spoke to Megan about it. And oh, first, let me just say that Megan was the person who was making all the announcements. She made sure that people knew our panel was happening and what room it was happening in. And she was like super helpful the entire weekend. And we just became buddies with Megan, Dan and I. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, she surely helped us help keep us on the rails. And that's Megan and Jeremy Stanford of Action Toys and Collectibles. You'll look in the show notes. You'll be able to uh, you'll be able to look them up on the Internet, get to them. Find them. She was super nice. She and her husband. They had a great setup. Uh, pretty right. much anything you could uh, you could think of. And we ended up exchanging one of my books for the My Little Pony, and that My Little Pony is now uh, displayed with the rest of my toys. And uh, I thought it was a good trade, and I made some good friends too at the same time. Yeah, you know, one of the things that goes on at these toy conventions is uh, a little bit of horse trading, or in Mark's case, a little bit of pony trading. Right, right. Yeah, you know, it's the vendors that make conventions like this, really all conventions, work. And at a toy convention, you're looking at real fans, real fans of, of the properties and the toys that they're selling. And action toys and collectibles uh, certainly were the, represented the cream of the crop when it comes Absolutely. to vendors. And uh, yeah, shout out to them. Again, you'll be able to find their information down in the show notes. Awesome. Well, let's meet Megan, yeah? Yeah, yeah, let's go to the interview. Well, now, what would a toy convention be without the toys, without the vendors, the good people who show up to share their wares with us and give us an opportunity to find our childhoods, sometimes repackaged, sometimes clean and in the original and everywhere in between. I'm standing here with one of the megastars here, Megan stars at Retro Toy Con. We have Megan from Action Toys and Collectibles. How are you doing today? Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, totally. Well, thanks for thanks for coming here. Your booth is amazing. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention off the bat, you're doing a really cool raffle for a couple of really cool toys. I, I know this is all going to be in the future, and no, if you're listening, you did not have a chance to get in on this, but that's why you should show up next year to Retro Toy Con for events such as this. What, uh, what do you got over there? We have the Night Raven. We also have, uh, which is uh, from Cobra, we have the uh, Jetfire from Transformers and the Thundercats Thunder Tank. All complete in box, and the Thunder Tank has never been played with. <laughs> so the Thunder Tank, that's super cool. Uh, Jetfire, uh, you can't have a conversation about Robotech toys without Jetfire coming into that conversation true very true i uh as a child i didn't play with transformers that much but my husband is a huge uh optimus prime enthusiast so i've i've had many a conversation mostly just listening on my end now the uh now the night raven i have a personal story about that Uh, when i turned 10 on my 10th birthday my dad drove me out to la to hang out with my grandparents uh that night he took me to see cats at the pantages theater it was kind of cool uh, <laughs> I've seen it. I, I like the, the the song in the end is rad. Yes. Uh, but what what uh, and I did actually go into a high school theater pretty hard at that point. So th- awesome. th- thank you, Angeloid Weber, I guess. <laughs> but then uh, the jet. I keep forgetting the damn name. The Night Raven. 
given to me the next day, it was like, okay, this was worth it. Yeah. I got this. So I have, uh, I have a real personal connection with that, with that awesome. toy. I, I just think it looks awesome. Um, there's like a running joke in my family, like all things dark. Like I, I'm always like referred to as like being on Cobra or uh, being a Decepticon. So I like, you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, that means you're on the cool kids team. Exactly. Yeah. So, and, you know, this is the kind of stuff you're going to find at a retro toy con. Uh, so, uh, so you're out of Jacksonville, Florida. Yes, sir. What's life on the road as a toy vendor? For us, um, we do have children. So, first and foremost, you know, sometimes it can be a, although we miss them, a nice break. But it is a lot of work. Um, you know, we procure these assortments all year, and then you have to sort them, price them, display them, and uh, you have to know about them. People ask a lot of questions. I'm still learning, but the greatest part of it is meeting people like you who are enthusiastic about this stuff. It's really rewarding. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm flattered. Uh, you as well. That's why I like doing these convention things. Absolutely. How many cons do you think you hit a year? This year, we almost did one per month which is the most that we've ever done but um i mean we have friends who do like two or three a month it's it's crazy but we're looking to do one every month okay that's a that's a lot of road gigging there it is so out of jacksonville what's the furthest flung convention you've you've toted all of this off to uh we did a convention and please forgive me i don't remember the name of it off the top of my head but we did one in pennsylvania earlier this year but i have family in maryland so we're kind of used to traveling that far but other than that this is the second farthest and then we also did joe fest which is in augusta georgia so okay branching out a little bit more you're not afraid to drive not not afraid to put a put a put a thousand miles on those tires for for these toys no not at all storage wise where does it all go in between (laughs) Uh, well, a couple rooms of our house. Uh, we have two 12 by 36 foot sheds in our backyard. We also have a warehouse and we have a trailer, an enclosed trailer that pretty much stays packed all year round. So we got a lot of stuff. <laughs> That's how it's done, everybody. Pull, pulling the curtain back. <laughs> yes. Road gigging with these toys. You so, have to be okay with it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, I uh, I used to sell toys on eBay, and my uh, my wife wasn't okay with it. <laughs> yeah, I gotta imagine. Yeah, there's there's a bit of a thrill to it. It is. It's it's adventurous for sure. Right. Excellent. Excellent. So, for all of you good people who didn't make Retro Toy Con 2021, who will definitely be here 2022, come. how can they buy your toys in between? Absolutely. So we are Action Toys and Collectibles on Facebook, and our logo is like a pow symbol. And we're also Action Toys Jacks on Instagram. You can message the page, and my husband is always uh, finding new collections. And if there's something in particular you're looking for, uh, we can find it and ship it to you. Very cool. Very cool. Megan, thank you so much. You know, Megan's been doing a lot of announcing here as well, jumping on the mic. Kind of one of the voices of the con. It's been a real... Real thrilled to meet you. You've been taking care of us, and uh, it's been a pleasure. The pleasure's been all mine, and I'm still starstruck by all of you. So thank you for giving me this time, and it's been it's been really fun. I'll never forget it. Oh, absolutely right on. Hey, hang out with us for another couple conventions, and you won't be starstruck anymore. <laughs> Fear of us will be like, ugh, it's Dan again. <laughs> no, I don't want to be on the microphone. I heard the, what you did last time with my voice. <laughs> Schmuck. This Labor Day weekend, fandom is calling. 
Let Michael, Mike, Darren, and Jen help you answer the call with the latest news, notes, tips, and tricks on the DragonCon Report. Available as an audio podcast, visit DragonConReport.com and for the first time ever, watch us on video via Facebook Live and YouTube. We want to help you celebrate your fandom in all the best ways. So listen up, and we'll see you at the con. That's right, it's that time again, Retro Toy Con. Brought to you by your favorite toy chest of yesteryear and today's playful plastics, Toy Federation. Hunt, hunt for your childhood treasures, remember the cartoons that made you the person you are today, and meet your favorite Saturday morning heroes and villains, and YouTube superstars, as well as pop culture authors, all thanks to Toy Federation at Retro Toy Con. Toy Federation, located in Greer, South Carolina. And finally, Mark and I would like to extend a special thank you to Ryan Bonavia and Brian Cosain. Brian, you took very, very good care of us. Any questions or concerns that came up, you were Johnny on the spot, lickety split, making us feel right at home, and we thank you for that. Uh, and of course, Ryan Bonavia, owner and proprietor of Toy Federation, the Upstate's premier toy store, and director of Retro Toy Con. Uh, we thank you, uh, not only as as guests, but uh, I personally uh, am grateful and proud for the fact that Retro Toy Con is the Upstate's premier toy convention here in Greenville, South Carolina, and I live in Greenville. Uh, everybody, jump on the internet. Uh, Retro-ToyCon.com, happening this year, November 18th through the 20th, 2022, here in Greenville, South Carolina. Get your tickets now. The Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast is a co-production of the Best Saturdays of Our Lives studios and the Weirdos Workshop. To get a personalized signed copy of the Best Saturdays of Our Lives book, go to thebestsaturdaysofourlives.com. This is Mark McRae signing off. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping at the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.